Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Talking Nonsense About Impact Wrestling Podcast. Cross the line in three, two, one. Everyone, welcome to the Talking Nonsense About Impact Wrestling Podcast, episode 14. We're, we're climbing, Max, shortly but surely. Uh, my name is Jeff, and alongside me, as always, is the... Uh, let's do the low key to my Christopher Daniels. Max, everybody. Max. I like that. I prefer to be Christopher Daniels, but. Oh, let's shake through the camera. I'll let you be here. All right. I'll be. So I'm the Christopher Daniels to your low key. All right. That works not... for me. Deal. Well, we're being friendly because we are rubbing off the um, or the the camaraderie of uh our 10 that we just played together rubbed off on us. We're, we're in high spirits. We did okay. I'm not, I'm not making that I think that we way. did well. Well, go check that out, guys. Uh, it's really fun. Hear us uh, sound like idiots or sometimes sound smart. No spoilers. Uh, just kind of like the show. But uh, the most important question that you can answer for me, Max, is what you watching? It's been a while. What do you want? I'm watching NWA TNA Episode 3. Um, it's America's Most Wanted before they were America's Most Wanted. Versus the Johnsons. Yeah. I, I know what I know what match it is, Max. <laughs> you said episode three. I know what you're watching. So your fascination with them is a little alarming, but so uh, my biggest issue is I can't believe that someone felt it was a good idea to dress two guys up in flesh colored suits and then send them out there to be a legitimate tag team. Like this isn't a joke. Like these guys win matches. You were only there a couple times, right? Or once, twice? I don't I mean, know. I'm pretty sure they, they beat America's Most Wanted in this episode. That means they got at least they're, they're uh, what, uh, two and two, just like uh, half of the tag teams that used to be in uh, TNA are in their impact in the AEW. Yeah, that's <laughs> they're, true. They're average. <laughs> it's but, that 50-50 booking. Yeah, but to answer your question, who what kind of person would think that's a good idea? It's the same one that, as Dusty Rhodes would say, Put a midget jerking off in a trash can, right? So, <laughs> same guy. I yeah. guess so. I mean, or the guy who thought "Make Impact Great Again" was a great slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, guys. It's a lot we could talk about, but there's a lot we want to get to. So let's get right into headline. guys a lot of hot topics uh that we could go over but our producer craig has picked five really great ones and of course we have the quick seven as well and we have a game at the end uh so we're gonna kind of fly through these and, and talk about them and and uh see where our head's at because we haven't talked in a while so uh first do you think some still use impact as a stepping stone to get somewhere they deem bigger so I think this question is based off of what just happened with Brian Cage, which I think we've been talking about for six, seven episodes. We knew it was happening. Um, not that we're in the know, but it was kind of apparent from his manner, you know, how he tweeted and what he said and, and how he interacted with AEW guys that he was going there. So I think for us, we were more prepared for it uh, or accepting that that happened. But I think it's a fair question. Look at the people who have came and gone. We talked about it, I think, last episode, the one before, about the champions uh, being a Madden curse. Um, but what do you think? Where's your head at on that? I mean, I definitely think that there are people who are going to see it that way. I mean, 
outside of the knockouts division, which I would say is just as good as any oh, I think, yeah. division out there. And if you're strictly like an X division guy to where you don't want to go on 205 Live and have 17 people watch you, or I don't really, there's not like, I mean, you can go to A or yeah, AEW and be kind of part of that, but unless the X division your goal, if you're a tag team or a, you know, a main eventer, obviously you're probably going to make more money in either AEW or WWE or possibly even New Japan. So I think in that sense, yes, there are going to be people who are going to look at it and say, you know, if I'm successful here, I can use that to capitalize and get to someplace bigger. But honestly, I think that's the same case with New Japan. There's people who are probably over in New Japan who say, hey, if I get big here, I can get make more money at AEW or WWE. So I don't think Impact is in a situation where like ROH is to where it's yeah. – I mean you're really just waiting to be per- – waiting to be picked up from somebody or if you're in ROH's case, you're hoping you hit it big in New Japan. But I do think it is. It's money-wise, they're not throwing around the type of money that some of these other companies are. So I definitely think that there is a possibility that some people are going to look at it and say, hey – I could make more money someplace else, but I mean that's just the business. No, that's from a yeah, correct, yeah, and the, you're thinking from a, a wrestler business standpoint, and yeah, so that would change or not change the perception of the fan as well. And I think that's where the question's more headed. But I think you're right in the sense that you know, yes, people are going to argue they have the money. They do have the money. Their their parent company does, but to build a foundation and do this right, they're keeping. They've said since day one of taking over Anthem. Uh, especially when Don and Scott were there, you keep your core guys, you, you rotate, you bring in new people, you build new stars. And because of how in the red impact was, that's just the self-sustaining is a giant plus, let yeah. alone, you know, seeing how to use that budget right now. I'm sure when we get to that next step a year from now or whatever it is that where more money is brought in, I mean, impact has another show on, on uh, access now. So that's more revenue. Once that builds up you will see them throw money at good people they did at kenny omega they did at chris jericho it just people chose elsewhere um i think the only way that impact gets that tag of being the stepping stone place is if you aren't delivering while they're there so i could see a few years back you say oh it's a stepping stone because they're just waiting to get a bigger offer somewhere else but artistically if you don't acknowledge that and you say, hey, we're building young guys because, you know, we're helping them build their personality and character like an Ace Austin or a Trey. We're, we're developing these guys so they are ready for that. And at least they'll give us eight years of their career before they even hit 30 um, to go elsewhere. Uh, so, yeah, some people could use it for that. Um, but I think Impact is creating a smart niche for themselves, um, which is hey, we're the place you could come back and either restore your career and reinvent yourself or we're the place that could build you up and do it. Or like you just mentioned, we're the place that allows women to be badass women. And okay, yeah, everyone, WWF, WWE is the goal in when you grow up, I get that, but the game has changed a lot for these kids and, and they're younger, so they see everything. Um, or have seen everything develop. I, I think that because of what Impact does with the knockouts, for instance, 
they might be eventually just a destination for people who want to be kick-ass women, to be young guys who are kind of lost that need a, a gimmick in a way. So I don't look at it as stepping stone because I think that is a there's a negative connotation to that, obviously. But I can see it as a place where you're revitalized, a fountain of not a fountain of youth, but a, a Lazarus pit, so to speak. Um, and I don't mind it being a Lazarus pit if we want to use that uh, analogy, because, yeah, you're going in there to be reborn or created. But eventually that one person like a Sammy Callahan who has already done it is going to say, you know what, this is the place I want to be. And it, and it develops. No, and I agree with that. I don't think I don't think everybody is going to use it that way. I think there are people who were there who were have maybe been someplace else and said, no, this is where I want to be. But I, I do think, you know, there are I would probably say some of your younger guys who haven't yet gone out may may look at it as a chance to go someplace similar to what we saw Brian Cage do and stuff like that. So and I think it's slowly they bring back the and accept the history of TNA. Um, some of these people who, like Willie Mack, are now okay to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm here in Impact. Um, I love it here. People like AJ have held this belt. Joe have held this belt. Uh, you know, once you start mentioning that, you're starting to have these wrestlers acknowledge the fact that there is lineage. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's not a stepping stone. So, so I like that. But let's stick with the, the knockouts because we talked about that unless you had something else. To, well, yeah, real to... quick, I was incorrect. Uh, America's Most Wanted, in fact, defeated the Johnsons in episode. Oh, I was going to say, I don't want to correct you, but, you know. I know. Uh, I'm pretty sure they beat um, one of them, either Chris Harris or James Storm, in, like, their first episode. Or maybe it was episode one. I don't really know. It's been a while, but uh, I didn't think – I was hoping more so than I knew that you were wrong. <laughs> I was hoping you were wrong. It's horrible. Um, but let's stick with tag teams, I guess. We're going to talk about knockouts tag tournament. So this isn't a, a thing. It might have been a thing. But speculation is that with bringing all these women in, and we'll get to some of them in a second, um, they started to pair them off a little bit. Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan. Uh, last episode, it was Nevaeh and Havoc. So they're starting to – put these women together as well, which kind of starts putting off the red flags that maybe they're going to do on the sneak, a knockouts tag team title tournament um, because they just taped another, what, two months of shows. Uh, not so much. Would you be excited about that? Cause I think we both would be. Is that the right move? As I mentioned before, when you have all those women and you're developing all these women, does that make it a destination for women to showcase their talents? I definitely think it does. I mean, one of the issues I've always had with women's divisions is you have your champions and a lot of times outside of that and then maybe them being thrown into a feud with like with guys, they don't do much because there's nothing else for them to go for. If you're not going for the t championship, what are you doing? Like shows don't give them time to just develop feuds a lot of, a lot of times at least outside of maybe the heavyweight or the women's championship and then maybe if you're throwing them in teamed up with some guys or something. So I think having a knockouts tag team division would allow you to get more people spotlight even if these tag teams don't stick together, you give them the opportunity to showcase, you know, 
some of their talent as a tag team. If you always want to have tag teams, breaking up is always an easy way to go into a feud. So you can start somebody off as a tag team. They start losing. They Boom, there's a feud. So it just it gives them something else to do. It gives them another title to go after. It makes them more relevant throughout the show. So I definitely think that it's a good thing to add in as long as when you bring it back, you actually continue to put together tag teams and have people legitimately go after it. Well, and that's the key. I think we've hit on that. Uh, no, it was actually the hard 10 when we talked about it, about the legends to grand to all this TV to great concept. But when you're treating it like it doesn't matter, then it doesn't matter to us either. Yeah. So when they're forming these teams, the only thing I can see is you're rushing them together. But they've made them feel – let me take that back. They're, they have picked talent that wasn't on the roster that – character already fits a character that's established on impact so it's smart in saying okay yeah you don't really know Nevada that well you don't really know tasha steals that well uh sue young in, is a different character who's rarely wrestled i think she had one or two matches you know it's it's sue young or Susie, excuse me Susie and sue young um but she's smart and she's happy and whatever she goes with kylie it, you know what i mean so you're you're putting these people together or or brought people in that makes sense and that's a smart business decision i because of that reason, I don't see them fumbling this. And I don't want to get too big on divisions because that's the next one up as well, uh, or titles at least. But I think you're right. Because Impact has a knockouts champion, and they also allow them to go to the heavyweights. Yes, there's more for you to get, but there's these tweeners or these Kira Hogan's who, not to pick her out, or Madison Rain, whatever, that are smaller women. Let's be yeah, honest. Like, Tanil's never going to fight. Brian Whoever, Hazel. like, she's not going to fight a man. Like, she's just frame wise. She's a, she's small. Yeah, right. So if if that's the thing, you need either a second title, which seems silly to have a mid card women's right now at least. A tag team is that next step in that evolution. So I agree with the area, but let's keep that going though, because uh, I think we have a good uh, thing going here uh, transitionally. So the next one is have the. This is kind of a big one, but. Have the title feuds outside of the world title been lackluster? So we kind of touched on that a little bit. Uh, and then how much can Impact do with only one champion defending on the show? This last taping, uh, I don't think we have to worry about that so much because it seems that the North came back. Um, I think Jordan did. I think Tess is the only one that didn't come again, which is a red flag that we'll talk about later. And it's not a red flag on her. It's just what do you do? You just spent all these tapings picking a, a number one contender. What are they going for? Um, I don't think they've been lackluster. I'm actually going to say the quite, op the, excuse me, a quite opposite. I was watching Impact uh, a couple of nights ago, just rewatching and starting to appreciate what they've done for each division. Two weeks ago, I would have said opposite. I said, oh, tag teams. I, I did say that. Tag teams are eh, X division is, you know, there's no whatever. But they've done a great job of once again saying, hey, there's a hierarchy. If you're not in the heavyweight title picture, you need to start as a tag team guy. You could split up later. And then that's a storyline. But So they're doing a really good job of once again making it feel like there's a, and dare I say, attitude era kind of vibe where, Okay, we're owning our craft. We're starting out as a tag team because we're not 
stars yet and going from there. I don't know. I, I, they're building a good hierarchy, but I don't know. I think for the, I think for the, the title issue with can how, you know, can you do it with only one title being defended? If it was any other situation other than what was going on in the world, I'd yeah. say, yes, it's an issue. There. Okay. But unfortunately we're in a weird time and I think people are willing, at least I would hope people are willing to kind of understand reasons why certain people aren't on the shows or why certain things aren't happening because you, you have different things. You have to wonder, can people come or people based off the country you're in? Can you get into the, to get things filmed? Are you, so I, I, I don't think it's an issue. I think that once again, them doing the whole thing with moose where he's, you know, Genius. claiming he's, yeah, that's the type of stuff where you're like, Oh, that's really smart because it's not a title. But it is a title, and he right. treats it like a title. So right. I think it, it, doing stuff like that, I think, is going to get you through um, and get you past – yeah, get you past everything until things kind of get back to normal. So I, I think well, they found a good way of, of getting around it with that. And I think that because with everything that was going on, I think people are going to be more understanding for, hey, we haven't seen this person on in – X amount of time. Why? Well, they couldn't make it to the taping. So, well, you know, for me, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. I think that I know I talked about a little bit about the divisions, uh, but going to the question, I agree with you completely there. Um, I don't think there's much more I can add to that. Besides that, there are people, unfortunately, that are that I've seen on Twitter that are saying that are impact fans. Oh, where? Where's Tessa? Where's if you see, that's where you have to you have to make a business decision. Do you go into these tapings and say, you know what, we're not going to acknowledge the negative and what's going on in the world because people should understand that. Let's move forward and just do the best we can. Or do you, you know, just talk about it? But what is it's a TV show. (laughs) Do you have to explain where people the character has gone? If people really believe it's real. Yeah, maybe. But I just don't see where that's something you can nitpick. And if you do, come on, man. Like, Here's the thing. The people who are nitpicking that, who are saying, where's Tessa? Where's she been? If all these people were showing up, if like the entire roster was there, they would be the type of people saying, I can't believe Impact is forcing their entire roster to show. Because you're looking for – they're looking for things to complain about. Like that's the thing. There are people out there who no matter what happens, AJ Styles walks into – a match, they're gonna find a reason to be the, to complain about that. So, no matter what, there's gonna be people who are looking who impact quote unquote fans who are looking for reasons to complain, and they're always gonna find a reason. And no matter what you can, so those are the type of people that you look at their comments, you may respond to them, but you understand, hey, there's gonna be people out here who are gonna say dumb stuff. Yeah, they're gonna say something no matter what, and. It's just uh, it brings up the point in the devil's advocate way, and I kind of mentioned it is because it's are we taking it as a TV show and saying where's these characters? They haven't explained it. I I, I say no. I think I think they're making the right decision. They yeah. have. Um, it is what it is. It sucks, but we're all trying to figure it out, and um, I think they're doing the best with it. Now, if you say, "Man, I didn't like that match," okay, yeah. I'm not going to say. 
well, they couldn't get anyone else. No, they didn't like the match. They could have booked that what different. They could have they could have told the story different. So if you complain about that, I understand. But if you are taking something that's uncontrollable, variable, then you're nitpicking something. Um, so let's keep going. Uh, with the roster being so big, and we, we kind of hit on how the divisions are stepping up, um, and there's a lot of people, there's a show still going on with half the roster still home. What do you think needs to be done, and this is his question, to make Explosion become a secondary show if they chose to do it? So obviously, if you're watching on the app, you know Explosion is on there weekly. Um, what do you think in that one hour could you do to make it, oh, wow, this is a a second-tier B show or, or maybe uh, A show. So I think – I'm trying to think here because I, I don't think you put – I mean you can put some champions on there, but I don't think you need to put a lot. I think you focus on rivalries that are outside of your main event rivalries, but you can still give somebody something to do who's not – on the show all the time. So you take these rivalries, you build them up on explosion, and then maybe you bring them onto the main show and you're like, or even a pay-per-view. Hey, here's why these guys are on the pay-per-view. Here's their rivalry. It all happened on explosion. Oh, that was a really good match, man. I need to, I need to watch explosion because there's actual storylines going on. that aren't the stuff that are stuff that I'm not going to see on the weekly impact show, but, I may see it a pay-per-view or I may see, yeah. So stuff like that to actually give the show a reason to watch. If it's just like main event is for WWE, where you just throw random people at it over and over again, no one's going to watch it. But if you have storylines, if you build something, you can turn it into a, a secondary show where people want to tune in. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great way of putting it. Um, Because when my mind reads that question, I automatically assume, Oh, well, graphics and production wise. I don't think production has ever been the issue with explosion because it's filmed with the same cameras, the same set, everything. And that's, that goes back in time too. But there was a period where it was their main event where they just get it done because they have the contract and they have to fill and let's just get it out there. But now it's really stepped up. And I, I think it could be something like that. They did with the exclusive events where we have a monthly pay-per-view again, even though they don't call it that. Yeah. Um, and that was because there's layers. They have a five-year plan and now another five-year plan. And they're hitting those things. At first, is that their priority? No. But could Explosion be their priority now or shortly soon? Possibly. And that's all revenue-based if they're going to get that show overseas or get it on uh, Access TV or whatever they're going to do. But within that hour, I think you're 100% correct. What you do with it is you maybe take a mid-card feud and and have it have a storyline to it that's developed there and maybe a little bit on uh, on impact on access. And then you continue it to a, a feud on a pay-per-view or a big-time event, and that slowly solidifies that show. I also liked when there was a time frame when they were treating it like that, and I, it might have been just online. I can't remember, but Desmond Wolf was the commissioner of it or something like that. It was a very short period. I think they teased having a belt simply for explosion. Uh, or maybe they did. Maybe the legend belt was there. I don't remember. It's all kind of convoluted. Um, but would that be something cool? You have a mid-card belt and it's... I, 
Yeah, I think it would be as long as you don't call it the Explosion Championship. Um, and <laughs> Dixie's house. Over. Yeah, and have Dixie's houses on the side plates. I think, but no, I I do think I think that getting about for that would be would be cool because it. I just you have to have, make the show have meaning. Like one of the things that I remember from old old like Monday Night Wars time is SmackDown to me always seemed more enjoyable than thunder because smackdown brought all their big guys on smackdown yes. thunder was like hey look it's it's henry hogan hulk's fourth cousin <laughs> who you've oh, never man. seen because no oh. one else wants to be on this thing so smackdown had storylines it had reasons to watch now you don't have to have tessa appear on explosion but as long as you give it a storyline and you give it give people a reason to tune in to watch it, I think people will. No, that's a good idea. And if you and, and just <laughs> it wants uh, like a hey, tune in, blah. Tessa's actually, you know, maybe even Tessa is on the show. Our champion's going to be on the show for the debut, the relaunch of yeah. You just do it like that, and you continue it from there, and and it'll find its identity. Um, so last one here before we get into the quick seven uh, is something that, speaking of Tessa, is pretty interesting. So uh, Bully Ray on his show, uh, his podcast or radio show, whatever you want to call it, had mentioned how if he were to go to Impact, per se, would him versus Moose be an exciting match for him? Probably not um, because it doesn't entice him or whatever he said. I don't know. But Tessa does entice him. So – he said, wonder if I jump the guardrail and just powerbomb Tessa on the concrete, would that be something that interests people? And that's where I was a little torn. And do you think that, well, let's do this as a, a two-parter, but kind of together. Do you think one that is a foreshadowing to something that's already in the works? Or do you think it's something he's genuine about that would be interesting and you find it interesting as well? Now, I'm not going to lie. I have not seen what Bully Ray looks like in the oh, past geez. five or six years. So does he look like 2013 Bully Ray where he was in shape? Or does he look like 2010 Bubba Ray <laughs> where he looked like he was gassed walking to the ring? Because oh, um, if he's in shape... That was Bully Ray. He was getting closer to Bully Ray. But 2008, you're right. You're, when he first came there. Either way, when he was Bully Ray, aces and eights Bully Ray, if he's in shape, I think him versus Tessa would be awesome. Okay, so let's take off the table that he's big bully. Yeah. Or, or, so, yeah, Ray. if he's in shape, I think it would be – I mean, obviously he's older. So, I mean, he's not going to come out looking like, you know, right. Randy Orton. But – if if he's in good shape, I think him versus Tessa would be really cool because similar to how Sammy Callahan is able to go that like that aggressive like turn to kind of get do stuff do stuff to a woman that you're like Ugh, I don't really feel comfortable watching this happen. Bully Ray always said he power bombed a hundred and six year old May Young through yeah. a table and then just like back oh, in yeah. So he's done all that stuff. So we, so that to me would is something. He comes in, hey, I'm not afraid to beat up women. I've been doing it my whole career. Like, ooh, that's like instant heel heat there. 
Right, and I think we mentioned this before about who could beat Tessa. I think you're you're on the right track, which is he's that guy that you're not going to hate hate for hitting a woman, but a, in a fake world. Yeah, I mean, you may you may hate the character. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't believe this dude just power bombed her through a table for six straight weeks. Like, so I think that would be awesome. I think it would be a really good feud. I do agree because the issue is who's gonna beat Tessa. That's gonna. I think Moose is on his way to getting that to where you're like, man, I hate that Moose guy. Yeah. So I think Moose could do it, but I definitely think Bully Ray could do it and pull it off, and it be and his Bully Ray, his ability on the mic to insult her would also be really, really exciting and interesting to watch. Yeah, I would love to see their back and forth verbally. Um, I think. He's, he, he mentioned it too, the match dynamic between them, a bigger guy and her, would work really well because he likes taking certain bumps that make you know uh, yeah. people look good. So I get that aspect too. I think the match would be good. I think um, the, the I don't think he'd beat her, of course, for the belt. But even if he doesn't, the fact that he has that precursor or that, that past of putting women through tables or whatever, it doesn't make it as offensive or... I hate to say it like that offensive, but as uh, shocking, let's say that. Like if it Trey turned heel and just punched Tess in the face, you'd be like, oh shit, you know, what the hell? Yeah. But Bully coming in and do it just feels right. Like, like it feels yeah. like something like he would do. Um, cool. Yeah. I would, I, I'm all down for that. I think anything you could do during these tapings where it's that live feeling because we don't know what's going to happen, I think you do. And if that's one of them, totally down for it. All right, guys. So that was fun. We're going to head right into the quick seven, uh, and then we're going to go to play a game. And uh, on a fun note, so let's take a break. Okay, so I'm going to try not to take all of Max's time, uh, (laughs) a lot of time this time. Uh, But we're going to start and go right into it so we don't waste any time. Um, First up, it's a big one, Stiana Perozo. Prezzo, I don't know how I say that wrong. Um, she had, yeah, I don't know. I'm Italian too. Uh, but, I'm uh, Lebanese. I'm both. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a group of things. Okay. Uh, Pot, America. All right. Uh, Diana is, is the virtuoso. Uh, she had a vignette that um, appeared on Last Impact which was a big surprise to a lot of people that she chose Impact to work with first. Um, your thoughts on her and her signing with Impact? I really like her. Um, I thought when she was in NXT, I, I liked her character a lot. I'm, I know she was in Impact a while ago, and she, she just wore, like, I'm pretty sure it was her that just kind of wore, like, the Ferrari on yeah, her was- gear. Like, she did that in, in NXT, too. And, I mean, she was decent, but I was like, meh. But, I, I mean, the character she was in NXT, I really liked it. I think... She's gotten a lot better, so I think she's a good addition to the the knockouts division. And I I do think that she's her choosing impact is a good sign because I'm assuming she probably had offers other places. Yeah, I agree other with that. Um, and she probably still does it from what the rumors are, and of course, take it for what you will. It's a per uh, event or per date uh, a contract. They're feeling out each other, um, and you're right. And I think part of that feeling out is because she was with them before. Nothing really materialized. Um, but I, I think she found herself and who she's going to be as a wrestler and as a character. And uh, it's pretty dope that she chose Impact to work with first, even if you want to call it a stepping stone. 
she's using it as a place where she could be artistically free and have some fun with a bang and ass. Uh, I don't even know what else to call it. A uh, knockouts division. It's just awesome. Top to bottom. Um, next up revivaled AEW. We talked about, we kind of felt that was going to happen. Are you surprised? Uh, what are you feeling? I mean, not really. I think, um, I mean, congrats to Richard Cockknocker and Jock Hardwood or whatever the hell they're called now. Um, I think I think AEW was the right spot for them. I mean, I joke about their horrible names, but their feud with the Young Bucks is something you couldn't pass up. Like they've built that thing for years through two like different companies that you knew was never going to happen as they were when they were wrestling for them. So it, it it just makes sense for them to to go to that company to get that feud out of the way and then go from there. It'd be the same thing realistically if the New Day would leave WWE. I would expect them to go to have a feud with those guys as well because they've done that stuff over Twitter. So it makes sense. I mean, good for them. I hate their names, but I love them as wrestlers. So Yeah, I think that's you, you hit it on there too. Like we're on the same page today, Max. Um, they're that kind of characters or lack there of characters, not to be you know negative, that fit in with AEW to me um i like characters i like people who you know have a some kind of thing going on um does that mean i would take the ascension over them in a match no but would i take them over as characters possibly depending on how you package them um good for them i'm happy that they're there it wasn't a surprise if that was the question um i think there's other tag teams that would be better fit for impact out there i will Um, say for them real quick with their characters they had good characters in nxt when they first became the revival and were kind of that whole like we are tag team wrestling. Oh. But when they went to the main roster, they just kind of became guys jokes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so next up is uh Brian Cage. We're sticking on the on that. Brian Cage to AEW. We meant mentioned a little bit before. We kind of felt it coming. We've talked about it and maybe prepared our audience for, for that to happen for quite a while. Um Obviously not surprised, but what are you feeling? I mean, him and Taz, I'm just I'm so I'm I don't know why they don't just call them, you know, total nonstop action. That's <laughs> gonna be the name of their group at this point. I mean, just maybe throw Christopher Daniels and Kazarian in there. Um, you know, just let's just throw a bunch of old impact guys together and see how see how it goes. Good for them. Are you saying that Taz was the manager of somebody in Impact as well? <laughs> I mean, I I, th- I feel like he might have been, but and you know, <laughs> hey, you know, he can go be a commentator. We joke, we're we're but we are pro pro wrestling, and I, we don't say it as a tagline. He watches it, I watch it, we watch everything, um, and that makes us appreciate uh, other things even more. Uh, Brian Cage never had a bad interaction with him. He got a bad string of events, luck, we even say with injuries and stuff that yeah. kind of. De- derailed him impact made an offer uh, he even mentioned that um, even when he was injured they made the offer so it it doesn't make the company look bad doesn't make him look bad good for them i think he's a big time player wherever he goes he's already in his later 30s um so it's not like he's on the timeline of when i believe impact will be big again um but uh yeah good for him oh. uh anything else nah no <laughs> okay. I mean, I think, I think, I think AEW was the right place for him. Um, yeah. I have a feeling be- if you went to WWE, I don't know. I feel like Vince would have screwed him over. 
I think he'll do. I think he'll do big things in AEW. So, um, next up is uh, next free agent to sign. So we've talked about people who were we didn't know where they were going or thought they were. Um, who is the next one to sign and where? I'm going to say while you think about it. Yeah. I, I think the guarantee, just like Cage and Revival, did we have inside information? Hell no. But was it predictable? Yes. I think the next predictable thing, without looking into much into stuff, is I think Eric Young is back at Impact. There's too much at work, uh, too much acknowledgement, too many flashbacks of, of Eric Young and, and commentating mentions, commentator mentions of him. I think that's the easy sure bet. All right. I'm going to go out on a limb here Uh-oh. All and right. throw up a Hail Mary. Okay. I'm probably going to be 100% wrong, but <laughs> I'm going to say Anderson and Gallows in impact. Cause these I, guys... didn't want him to... I didn't have the balls to say it. But I just have this weird feeling that the that the aces and eights come back and you unmask them and it's them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You got Bubble I... Ray back. You got Anderson and Gallows. <laughs> and just... Let me okay. Let me just Google to make sure they didn't sign anywhere real quick. Because if we do, we have to edit this out. Hold on. <laughs> no, we're transparent, Max. Just let it be. Let me just uh, check. Take them, make sure I'm not a total idiot. All, uh, just like the Johnsons winning their first match. Uh, it was either episode one or episode two. I didn't. I don't track them that. I don't. Have, I don't have a wall hanger with Johnson victories on it. You would think so. How many times you mentioned? <laughs> you got a Velvet Sky banner and then a Johnson banner. Um, you know where my Velvet yeah, Sky banner. You know, is. it's funny you say that, and we don't. We really don't talk about this. We just know each other way too long. I just feel like Doc Gallows is that guy, and I don't know him for shit, but he's just that dude who's just like. Yeah, we'll do what makes me happy. This is fun. Well, that's the thing. When they were in WWE, I think they would have stayed at WWE forever. They were they were happy with the money they were making. Every time they every time they had like some dumbass Thanksgiving turkey match, Halloween pumpkin <laughs> match, you know, like gingerbread house match, they were involved in it. Like I feel like they were having fun, and that's what they do. They want to have fun. They don't care about. They want to be at places where they can be with their families. They spend a lot of time over in Japan. I think them being an impact one, they're a they're a a tag team. Like that's granted, Carl Anderson I think could be a superstar on his own, but those two are great as a tag team. They add something to their vision, and you can you can stick them with Bully Ray or you know. Maybe when AJ's contract's up, you convince him to come over and lead, you know, the, I don't know, the... I just, I think, well, we don't know. The bullet, they they can't be the bullet club, they can't be the club, they'll just be the bullets. I think that's some other connotation, but what what I think is the fact that, oh, my baby's crying. Um, Don't worry, there is a woman here that's going to take care of her, (laughs) I'm just leave a girl, like last time that you thought. Anyways, uh... I'm going to edit this out so CPS doesn't knock on my door tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> I just think that there was that time that was the real super low point for me as an Impact fan when AJ, right before the Rumble, AJ and 
Gallows and Anderson were going to go to Impact. We had the vibes. Everything was lining up. It was just too easy to put together. And then they chose otherwise. And then Dixie or whoever came out with that statement, that such embarrassing to be a fan statement where they said, uh, Alan Jones and, and Drew Hankin, whatever their name there. Uh, Andrew were, Hankinson and verbal contracts to join Impact. We've designed their logos and everything as a group, and they booked it. How fucking awesome would it be if they came back and used that logo? And <laughs> I don't know. It'd be I just great. That, I just think them versus the North is that tag team that you're just like, ooh, they got competition. Yeah. And you bring in the Rascals. Then you bring in Triple You know, so you could do that. But I, I like your, uh, your thought process there. Um, let's get through the next three and uh, move on to the game so we're not killing people with time. Next up is uh, I'm gonna switch this because that just seems like a weird one right after. We're gonna go with TNA merch. Stay with this trend. The TNA merch lately has been putting out a lot of TNA shirts and stuff, um, which makes me think they're just trying to capitalize it compared to us getting an actual TNA brand. Um, but one very interesting shirt came out uh, this week, and it was Paparazzi Productions. So they're re-releasing some old ones, but strategically. Do you think that is something they're doing for excitement and possible possibilities? Or is it Motor City Machine Guns are going to be there? I hope that it's that the Motor City Machine Guns are going to be there. Um, I think that would be awesome. How about you can go to Brian Cage here for $12.50? On it. Impact and shopimpact.com. That's how I um, use no. So, no, I, I think I, I think they it just makes so much sense for them to come back. Like they're, I really do hope that they come back. Like that's all I can say. It makes so much sense for them to come back with the company. They are, in my opinion, like when I think of Motor City Machine Guns, I think of them in Impact Wrestling. Yeah. So I just I think it would make all the sense in the world. I think it would be the smart thing to do, and I just think that they're they could just be putting things out just because. But unless they're really just trying to capitalize, shirt. what? It's a very specific shirt to put yeah, out. Yeah, but just even the TNA stuff in general. I mean, maybe they're just trying to say, "Hey, we're not afraid of our past." But I just feel like when you continue to put that stuff out. At, at some point, you're either going to use it in some way or you're signaling, you know, hey, these people – it just – it is. Like you said, it's a, it's a really specific shirt to just throw out for no reason. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, so this is going to be the black sheep of the seven, so we'll get this over with. Um, cancel culture. <laughs> what do you think about Joey Ryan is uh... – Cancel uh, culture guy instead of um, instead of dick guy. Um, what was that right to censor? That's the vibe I get, but not as I liked right to censor. Is that um, the one that was from WWF? And they were like they would uh, come out Ivory and Goodfather and Stephen Richards. Oh my God. Who was um, what's her face? Stacy Keebler wasn't she? She was Hancock wasn't she, or did they? That was in WCW. WCW. Didn't they have like a right to censor group that in WCW? Yeah. Yeah, standards and practices, which that's I'm pretty what it sure, was. 
which I'm pretty sure is what you're watching at Rainbow Express. I'm pretty sure or uh, Lenny and Lodi were the were the okay. guys with. Francine's yeah. on, by the way. Right. All right, but answer the question. <laughs> well, I, I like Joey Ryan like that. I think I think Joey Ryan is the fact that he can play those two separate yeah. things. Like there really are two completely complete separate ends of the spectrum, and I like that he pulls it off well. And I always like similar with the Godfather though, when he switches from the hoe train to the good father. That stuff is funny to me that I don't I don't want it, I don't want it to last forever. I eventually want him to go back to his right. old Joe Ryan, but I think for for a period of time, I think it's a good gimmick and I think it, it gets people to dislike to dislike him or gives people a reason to boo him. Well, I think he was kind of dealt a bad hand with the coronavirus coming, RVD not being there. So they had a thing going that could have been hilarious with RVD, him and and Katie uh, Forbes, but uh, you know, he's making the best of it. I like the idea of joking cancer culture because him and, and RVD are obviously most known for uh, some kind of uh, export, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, RVD got him banned from uh, Twitch, for God's sake. So there were, they were on to something. I think the Mark moment is when he does switch back to the dick flip and he teases it in a, some kind of a, you know thing. So I, I think it's there. I think it's good for him to go over with. But I, I think you're right as far as how it just shows how versatile of a player he is. He's kind of the Eric Young of now with them. He could play your comedy role. He could play your serious dick role. Not no not pun intended. Not Johnson Dick, but you know like an asshole role. Yeah. Um, so so there's different things he could play, but. I don't want to spend too much time on that. Yeah, Joey Ryan. Um, last is the Impact in 60. So we were talking about expanding and Impact getting more revenue. Uh, Impact in 60 is going to be a one-hour show after Impact uh, every week, if if my uh, notes here are correct. Um, if they're not, add it to the list of corrections you need to make next episode. Uh, but Impact in 60 will be a deep look and dive, maybe the Johnsons will be there, into uh, the history of TNA. So it's going to be a bunch of uh, well, we don't really know. They just say it's going to be a a, a um, hour show of kind of old footage, I guess. Maybe someone hosts it. I don't know. How do you think that is the, the trade off? Instead of doing a TNA uh, branding, doing something like that, does that just say like, hey, that's what we're going with? I mean, it could be. I, I think. You look. I mean, if you're going to be looking back at past stuff, if you're really going to go back, you're going to have to use the TNA stuff. You can't cover it up. It's all over the place. Um, so, I mean, maybe – I don't know. I, I think looking back at their history and kind of reminding people of the good stuff prior to the bad stuff is a really – it would be a really smart thing to do. Um, it, I mean, I don't – they could also use it as a whole – like – Similar to how WWE does their 360 where they talk about like, oh, this is WrestleMania, this person's – maybe they do something like that where they're like, hey, this is leading up to um, – I don't know if they have the footage, but leading up to this person's first title run, here's all the stuff. You could show old matches from that. I mean it, I don't know. I think it would be an interesting thing to do to kind of look at their history. Um, yeah. I that agree would probably be that. the coolest thing. A, but a fair trade-off of – Hey, we're not going to make Impact or TNA a show, but we're going to give it its own show. It, it, at the very least, 
not diving too much into it, gives Impact another hour of entertainment on a station. So they're starting to build that portfolio and make commodities out of certain things. And it pushes Impact a lot, yes. Well, here was, here's my thing. Hear me out here. Not the okay. Impact on 60, but I got an idea. So do you remember, originally it was TNA, and the yeah. name of the show was Impact. Right, yeah. What if now the name of the company is Impact, and the name of the show is TNA? Why? I, why not, man? You got nothing better to do. You can't beat why, a why not. So we're going to end off on a why not. We're going to come back to a commercial. Uh, Sell more merch that way. There you go. Sell the merch. Merch dollars. All right, guys. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll get right into the game and send you off. <laughs> Today is the day. With a past. Aside from the money they've saved, all they've got left to show for what they did is their legacy. each other uh we've played it before uh you can play along if you are doing it on uh or listening to us excuse me on uh soundcloud or any of the podcasting formats close your eyes now if you're watching us on youtube um but uh on youtube let's pop up the two wrestlers that each of us have chosen Ooh, graphics 
<laughs> and uh okay so i have chosen a wrestler for max to guess he has chosen one for me how do you want to do the honors i'll let you since you lost last time do you want to <laughs> i'll see i'll start okay um is your person part of a tag team they yes they are part of a like a known tag team yes like a no, okay like a known okay cool not like AJ Styles and Tomco here, like I'm talking about. A known tag team, Christian okay. Coalition. Okay. Okay. Has your person ever won the X Division title? Yes. Okay. Has your person ever won the heavyweight title? No. Okay. So this is my second question. Has this person ever won a different Impact Championship or TNA Championship? Uh, no. No. Okay. So simply X Division Champion. All right. Was your person an X Division Champion? They have been an X. Yes, they were an X Division champion. Okay. So I got tag teams, X Division champions. Okay. Oof. Okay. Has this person. Ooh. Been within the company. Been in the company within the past five years. Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Is your person Loki? You're using your fourth pick for that. Yep. Or fourth question? Excuse me. Yes. No. It's not Loki. Okay. We were discussing Loki earlier today. That's why. We were not. All right. Um, at the top of the show, I mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, we did. We were talking about it before that, too. Um, okay. So let's see. They've been within the five years. They're X Division champion, only X Division champion, nothing else. Um, <sighs> hmm. Um, action is champions. Let's see. <laughs> I don't know what else to ask this. Is your person white? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my person is white. All right, man. Hey, gotta ask. Yeah. Is your person currently wrestling for AEW? They are not. Okay. Okay, last five years, white dude has won the next division championship, and they have not won anything else. Is your person currently working with Impact? Yes. Let me make sure. Pretty sure. Hold on. Hmm. I don't know if you're trying to mess with me here.
He does no. He does not show up on the Impact Wrestling website. Okay. So we're at six, which is where I guessed you last. See. I'm looking. He doesn't show up on their roster, but I don't think he's a he's signed anywhere else. Okay. That's good enough answer. I'm good with that. Okay. So your person, X Division champion. This is where I got you last time. I know. Part of a tag team. Did he used to wrestle in ECW? No. Okay, so you're not going back there. I don't know if I ask you a question or take a guess and waste it. <sighs> Is your person Kid Cash? No. Oh, damn, that's why I thought you had to look it up. Okay, this is seven. Oh, All right, this is getting good. <sighs> is your person white? No. No, okay. He would not check that box if they were applying for a job. Okay. I feel like you've got it, so, so I got to guess, right? This is if it ends like last time. Oh, I'm torn because I just thought of somebody else. But I got to guess. Are you Petey Williams? I am Petey Williams. <laughs> were you Kenny King? No. Oh, who were you? Part of a tag team. Because I was uh, thinking Kenny King was part of a tag team. I'm not he white. He was an X-Division champion. X-Division champion. He's not white. He's known for being a tag team. Homicide? Yeah, homicide. Okay, that's a good one. Homicide. I thought you had me at like question one. I don't know why. Like, okay. well, when you were like, I was like, is he part of a tag team? You were like, yeah, he's part of. A tag. I was like, man, that does that wasn't like, yeah, he's part of a tag team. That was like, yeah, this dude has been part of a tag team before. So to, <laughs> therefore, well, you have to remember how I think first of all. So it really made me question because. He, yes, he's known for LAX, but he was an X-Division champion. And now he's on N- NWA as... Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. All right, well, that was fun. Beat you yeah, but too. I was looking like Petey Worms. I was like, yeah, Petey Worms is with the company. I was like, pretty sure he's with the company. I was like, he doesn't show up on the website. I was like, so I'm looking. Yeah. I was like, but it doesn't mention he's not part. I was like, I think he's still part of the company. <laughs> Who knows? Everyone's backstage. I, I feel like every time... Um, they mentioned something about backstage. It's like it's like the land of the lost, but great people. It's like all my favorite mid card got Delos there, Petey, Saban, like all these guys are back there just working. It's, Simon it's like it's like the old um young bucks days. If you show up on camera, you get paid. So they're just standing <laughs> back there. Hi. Where should we get that two hundred bucks? Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> oh, that was fun. All right, as always. Why is uh, Williams not on their website? I mean, he. He's not there. He doesn't wrestle. He's just like producer, I think. Okay. Anyways, uh, Team Canada for Life. Uh, 
It was fun. We'll see you guys next time. Go check out the hard 10, see if we beat it. Uh, thanks. Be safe. Have fun. Later, guys.